episode of Top 10 Thursdays, recorded in 2014. We're your hosts, Sean Lemmy, John Otney, Colin Westman, and Matt Persons. And we are honored and privileged to revisit the uh, idea that got this whole thing started, although give it a, give it a modern twist, uh, by talking about our favorite TV shows of 2013, the year we just escaped. How's it feel to be uh, in the 14, guys? It's fresh. Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. No complaints yet? No, not yet. No one's died yet. Wow. I'm sure someone's died. Nope. Zero people have died in a week? Zero. Just bad people have died. All right. It's good. It's good when bad people die. Murderers have started murdering each other. It could be only one. It could be only one murderer. God, that'd be a sweet movie. <laughs> get all the murderers together. They all gotta fight each other. But the main murderer, like, I don't know. He murdered someone for good reason. <laughs> Protect his family. How to murder his way to freedom. Uh, so anyway, we're going to try things a little different this year. Um, we're going to just talk about um, the shows that only one of us watched separately. And kind of just get all that out of the way. And then we'll talk about the stuff that at least two of us watched. And, uh, and we'll make our, our top ten uh, shows of the year from that. Unless anyone, like, really hates that idea. No, it's fine. I, I don't hate it, because I think I came up with it. Okay. So it sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> so uh, let's do uh, our quick uh, honorable mentions, or whatever you want to call it, uh, of the year. The first one on our list is American Dad. So this is the second year I've been watching American Dad as a new show and not just reruns on Netflix. And I mean, I've always, I've been watching the Sunday night lineup on Fox for a while now. And when you compare it to the two other shows that have been on there for a long time, the Simpsons and family guy, it's just amazing how it's been so consistent in its humor. And I feel like it's characters are still really good. So I enjoy it just as much as I ever have. And there's been some, some pretty funny episodes this season. My favorite was they did a whole episode that was like a parody of like, like a quirky independent kind of uh, coming of age drama where like Steve's friend Snot's like dad dies and they go on a road trip and Steve meets this cool girl and she's voiced by Zoe Deschanel and she like smokes from a pipe and takes pictures of other of it's like takes pictures of people walking other people's dogs like, <laughs> doing this elaborate art project. 
and it's got a bunch of indie music in it and it's it's just fun to see the show is still remained creative but is also the characters that remain consistent and i think that's really important this is so check it out this has been uh the year that people seem to have gotten really sick of seth MacFarlane. uh has that been affecting this show at all he doesn't really have much say in any i mean he does the voice acting that's it he doesn't have anything to do with the writing or the creative aspect so so it's been it's been untouched i'd say well that's it's not tainted i guess uh it's too bad that like the one show people like he seems to have very little claim to anymore uh it's moving to tbs next year one of those Mm -hmm. what i think that's good for it that means that ensures it'll be on for a longer time (laughs) yeah like cougar town (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Cougar Town. Like everyone thought that was canceled like five years ago. You no, know? it's it's premiering tonight, or at least when we're recording this. So, because we record these before we post them. A couple Usually. Days. Usually. <laughs> Sometimes we post them live. <laughs> uh, we can move. On. We can move along now. Okay, uh, uh, but the next one's still you. It's American Horror. It's Story. still me. Yeah, still me. Uh, American Coven. Horror Story. Coven or Coven, if you're from the Midwest. Um, hmm. This is uh, – a lot of people are saying it's the best season of American Horror Story so far, and I think I probably agree with that. I haven't seen all of season two, but I've, I've really enjoyed this season. And like with the other two seasons, it's, it's a new location in this, in this uh, case. It's modern-day Louisiana, and it's about a coven of, of witches. Like It's a kind of like a girl's school, and Jessica Lange is like their um, headmistress. And they get into all sorts of shenanigans with – people getting killed and witches are getting burned and there's like witch hunters and Kathy Bates is this like immortal 100 year old woman and it's just over the top and fun and I feel like what I like about it is there's never any filler every episode like somebody dies something insane happens it's super violent it never lets you down it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and it's not at all uh, related to the other shows in the American Horror Story series you know so far none of them have really been connected aside from the fact that they share the same returning cast members uh supposedly at the end of every season there's hints as to what the next season will be about but i think that's it and the hints thus far this season people seem to think that next season will be about it uh traveling like freak show or carnival or something there's an episode where people kept talking about carnivals um, but the cast members who come back, they play totally different roles. Totally different characters. There's always a different star. Jessica Lange usually plays like the most prominent character, and she's usually the best and usually the scariest. All right. But that usually ends up on Netflix, so it's worth you know checking out if you have Netflix, at least the other two seasons, and then work your way towards it. It's too it's scary. Little, it's, a little, it's a little scary. It's a little... Too um, scary. Like, the editing's a little ADD. It's kind of crazy sometimes, so it might take some getting used to, but... I'm definitely, I'm definitely into it now. That's my two cents. All right. Well, let me tell you about a couple shows. Um, first one I wanted to give a shout out to is Homeland, which was like a, an easy contender for top ten lists uh, the past two years, but now is is more of a little side project of mine. Now that they're, <laughs> they're like Colin topped off the bandwagon. And the quality has definitely dipped. Um, 
I mean, in that first season, it was it was really exciting. It was a very different show than what it is now. What it is now is kind of like Twenty Four, um, which is kind of... everyone's just trying to get their immunity. <laughs> well, not so much that aspect of Twenty Four, but torture. Is there more torture? Yeah, there's some torture. There's I feel like there was melodrama. a little torture. I watched the first few episodes. You know, there's an this season introduced a, a new boss character who's like just there to be like i don't like the methods you guys use i'm gonna like ruin everything you try to do even though you're so much smarter than me (laughs) um but this show's better than that and i feel like by the end like you could even start to understand where that character was coming from and and i i know i think he comes off really well in his last couple scenes of the show um and and that was the big concern about homeland was it started really slow and then it kind of went in a unfortunate direction um, but I feel like they they made it really exciting for the last couple episodes, and then I feel like the the season finale this year was uh, one of the best the shows had, and one of the best episodes uh, in general. Um, and of course, it's still just really well acted. They've got a great cast on that show, and uh, you know I've given up on so much with you know Dexter and like The Walking Dead and. I'm not totally resistant to the idea of abandoning shows, but uh, Homeland's doing enough to keep my interest, and that's why I wanted to give it a quick uh, shout-out. Uh, another one was, was House of Cards, the Netflix series, which I guess none of you guys ever watched, um, mm. even though it's like told paradigm shift for the entire television industry, I guess. Um, it's a really interesting and cynical look at uh, at our government uh, you know people always said that uh, Veep was supposed to be like the comedy inverse of what the West Wing was you know instead of idealism it was total cynicism uh, and, and House of Cards is even much darker than that cynicism it, it's all some creepy Machiavellian power grab um, that's nonetheless a lot of fun to watch and I'm, I'm one of the many Americans who basically sat down and shotgunned the whole thing in, in about a week um, but it, I, it, it left a much better taste in my mouth than uh, the other big Netflix show of the year Arrested Development uh, because Basically, no one pays attention to Orange is the New Black. It's like kind of a joke, I guess. Even though everyone says it's really good. Um, and, and so... I don't understand. Um, What's the joke? That was some we'll weird, weird sarcasm, but whatever. Okay. Go on. Anyway, I like Test Cards, and I'm going to watch the next season. I think it's cool. You guys should probably check it out. Since you have subscriptions. If that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, maybe. Uh, this year, I guess. Uh, no, it wasn't the only new drama, but one of the the new dramas this year that came out was Masters of Sex. Um, it's based on the true story of uh, Masters and Johnson and their their findings in in uh, doing all these scientific experiments about seeing what exactly happens to people when they're doing it and uh yeah (laughs) 
And it, 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 the way it deals with sex is very sort of clinical and sort of matter of fact, be, which I guess it should be because that's kind of the way these, uh, these people sort of tried to look at it. And the show, it, it started off kind of, it started off pretty strong. It just kind of had all these different storylines that kind of just made me go, okay, where is this show going? It's got some good things, but it just seems like it doesn't have a clear sense of purpose but I think by the end of it it really comes together and you kind of see that that all the characters are kind of being shown as examples of of how sex influences people's lives and uh, just the relationship between Masters and Johnson is pretty interesting because it's like you know they're doing all this sexy stuff but they kind of just got to act like they're uh co-workers and i guess that could segue into the other drama period piece that i tuned into this year was the americans which all which also had a pretty interesting uh i don't know male female dynamic because it's about a couple of spies that are from Russia and they have to pose as American citizens and even though it's got kind of a bunch of pulpy spy elements to it I I did like the way that the the two leads kind of had to grapple with okay were we are we actually in love or are we just all about the motherland and trying to convince ourselves that we're actually in love and yeah that was handled pretty well there's some kind of dumb elements to the show like the fact that their next door neighbor is a CIA agent and there's lots of goofy wigs involved in the show but it's it's good it takes itself a little too seriously sometimes but I don't know I like spy stuff and this was fun uh, yeah. uh, and oh I guess on the comedy side I was the only one who watched New Girl which I think was one of the best network comedies this year uh, but I can't convince anybody of it because everyone hates Zoe Deschanel, I guess. Which, uh, if your guys' idea of this show is just as a Zoe Deschanel vehicle for her to just be super quirky and adorable or adorkable, adorkable. That's, as the show uh, <laughs> promoted it as, it's, that's not it. It's more of an ensemble show more than anything. It's... It's more just like about the guys in the show. But is she adorable? Sure, she's adorable, but... (laughs) Can't can't do it. Can't do what... I mean, if it makes you feel better, they never mention the word adorable once during the entire show's run. Yeah, but I bet it's implied so hard. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. How do you imply the word adorable? Uh, You have Zoe Deschanel star in a show oh okay ever play ukulele I don't think she plays a ukulele I know she plays guitar every once in a while of course cause she's just yeah (laughs) okay I tried you guys just hate her so much it's a good show does John hate her at all Pending. <laughs> <laughs> She's okay. Mm-hmm. Pending. Uh, 
speaking of musicians on TV shows, Treme ended this year um, in very quiet, like four or five episodes, all at the end of December. Um, it's it's a show I feel like a lot of people went to because they liked The Wire and then were disappointed when it wasn't The Wire again. Um, but I mean, it was it was just about showing what life was like in New Orleans after Katrina, and uh, and it, it did that just by sh by following these people's lives, and uh, and by the end, I felt really connected to all these characters and and the actors from The Wire. I feel like I identify with them more as their Treme characters, um, and I really enjoyed getting it's just a little peek into this this crazy culture that I'll never be a part of and you know listen to a bunch of music that I like but I'll probably never actually listen to on my own it's been fun it was a good ride uh, so Treme rest in peace and uh, another HBO show I really liked was Veep which got to be really really funny this year I, I feel like I laughed a lot more this year at Veep than I did uh, in its first season. Um, I think it's because the the ensemble is starting to click a lot more. It's not just Julia Louis Dreyfus nailing it day in and day out. It's it's everyone is funny now. They've all established themselves, and it's it was a really fun season to watch. Um, and it's short too, you guys. If you're looking for some some additional laughs, I know there's not a lot of comedy shows since like everything ended this year. Uh, I say it's one to watch, and then Venture Brothers, of course. I, I mean, I gotta give a shout out because I love that show, and it only has the new season like every three years now. Uh, so I'm just really happy to get whatever I can. How many episodes did you get after waiting three years? Like twelve. Maybe okay. not that many. <laughs> it was. Is that a half-hour show or is it Adult Swim length? No, it's it's a real half-hour show. Okay. Um. There were, God, there were eight episodes. Um. <laughs> I think they rounded up to like ten though because they put out. Uh, like Halloween episode. <laughs> Two years ago, and then there was like another, like a documentary about one of the the fake bands in the show. It's like ten episodes. Is that the one with the big spider? Are you talking about Helper? How Helper no. turns into a walking. I don't guy? know. Oh, is that was that was is that what happened to Helper? Yeah. You can explain it to me another time. <laughs> okay. That's a good show. You watched some of that, right, John? Yeah, um, but then when I noticed it wouldn't be possible for me to catch up with it in time for the new season, I just figured, oh, I have like another three years. <laughs> yeah, you do. So I'll wait. But yeah, that's funny. All right, so now we're just going to talk about uh, list-eligible shows that we liked enough to think maybe could belong on our top ten list. And uh, the first of those is Archer. Right, Nancy? Uh, yes. That's right. So and, and why do you think it would be, you know, in consideration? Uh, it's the most beautiful show on television. 
That's it. That's the only thing good about it. Pretty much. I mean, honestly, I can't really remember the show that last season that well since it was like a year ago. But I just lo- like I love that show so much. It's so funny, John H. Benjamin. It's hilarious. I love all the characters. Chris Parnell's hardest working man in America. That's all I got, man. What do you want from me? Uh, yeah. I- I don't remember as much of this season. What I do remember is I guess I didn't like it as much as the other seasons, maybe because the storylines seemed like they were a little more just like standard spy spoof things. Like it wasn't quite as ridiculous as the season before where they're like going to space and shit. But it was probably pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while ago. Pretty funny. This is the season with Ron. I remember that. Oh. Yeah, he's okay, I guess. <laughs> Ron Cadillac. <laughs> just like this old Jewish guy. I just love the like ambiguity of like what time period this is in. Like, that's my favorite part about the show. It's just like like all the computers are like from like 1950 and. But they're also super high tech, like weapons and stuff. And uh, I just assume it's present day. You can't. Well, you're not based paying. on based on their pop culture references. Well, yeah, and someone else backed me up here, right? Yeah, there's also a weird like the Soviet Union still exists. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Woodhouse fought in World War One. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> I love Woodhouse. I felt like he wasn't. Was he not in this one or the last one? I feel like he's never in it that much. Yeah, I feel like what well, there was he's at least there like, to get yelled at. Yeah, I felt like he wasn't even getting yelled at that much. <laughs> That's one of my favorite parts of the show. I wonder if the reason it's less memorable is if they were running out of spy stuff they wanted to do. I don't know if you guys heard, but supposedly this next season it's going to be way less of a spy show because, like, um, what's his name? Adam Reed? The guy who created and writes, like, the whole show. He's, like, tired of spy stuff. He wants to That's do fine with me. Thing. I just like the characters. Yeah. I'm not that huge on spy stuff. Is this the season that started with the Bob's and Burger Bob's Burgers episode when he was Yeah. Yeah. Except I didn't get it at the time because I hadn't started watching Bob's Burgers. I guess I'll have to watch Bob's Burgers. Everyone loves it so much. So it's, like, about... it's the only show my brother watches. <laughs> what do you think that is, Colin? He's <sighs> pinning it all on us this, this week. I feel like you're more about this show than I am. I'm like pretty about it. Um, I guess the thing I always like about it is uh, the way it incorporates music into the show. Like especially when they have montages and it'll be like <laughs> like not quite a parody of a famous song, but it'll be really similar and in the same vein. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> there are lots of little nice musical musical moments in this show. Yeah, I feel like uh, Gene is just always walking around with a keyboard or something. He's always ready. Mm-hmm. Bust into a song. Um, how do you guys get over how disgusting everyone looks? <laughs> That's something I still struggle with. <laughs> I struggle with that, and I struggle with um, female characters being voiced by men. It still makes it difficult for me to watch the show, but well, it is I, good. F- later on in the show, like I, it, I never really think about it at all with uh, with Linda, because I think uh, John Roberts does a good enough voice that you don't even really notice that it's a dude. Um, and with Tina, I don't know. I just got used to it after a while, and then it got weird to see. Uh, mm-hmm characters voiced by Dan Mintz that are, that are men because he's a lady now to me that's how he sounds and, and I feel yeah, like I for me Tina's becoming more and more my favorite character as the show goes on because uh, she's so weird and goofy and uh, and yet somehow relatable too I mean early on it was obviously it was going to be Luis Christian Shaw's character you know the crazy little kid because who doesn't love the crazy little kid in anything, right? Not the mama. <laughs> yeah, like in dinosaurs. <laughs> like in dinosaurs. Point proven. Um, and I think I've said this before, but what what I really like about this show is um, they record it with with the cast all together, and uh, there's there's something that seems kind of off the cuff about their performances that I really like. And, and and more than that, it's it's written in such a way that the characters actually seem like they like each other, which is a huge deal in a show that's about you know a family that are always like constantly someone screwing up and it's making things harder for everybody else. It's really important that you have that sense that they love each other because if you don't get that, you get what modern family has become, which is just these bitter hateful people that for some reason spend all their time together why are they spending so much time with each other they hate they hate each other all they do is fuck up each other's lives (laughs) seems like they're always giving Bob a hard time yeah but you know the kids dad yeah that's how it works you own your dad I didn't know that Bob's Burgers was created by the co-creator of home movies. That's why they look so shitty. Can, can that guy just not draw? <laughs> I think it looks fine. It, no, it, I mean, it looks fine. It's just, you know. It's, it look, looks good compared to home movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people wear clothes instead of weird yeah. jumpsuits. Yeah. I just like <laughs> blobs walking around. I feel like if I keep watching Bob's Burgers, and I and I do watch it every now and then because I do watch the Sunday lineup, I'll like it even more. I mean, if I can get used to watching like Three South animation style, <sighs> Three South is fine. That's the <laughs> grossest looking show I've ever seen. I'm sure I can get used to Bob's Burgers. You know, the Three South guy is doing a new show, right? Oh, really? For Fox. Isn't that weird? It's probably going to take the spot. with all the animation. Like, well, they have that new block now with like Axe Cop and other things I don't watch. I don't know when that's on. Yeah. But next fall will be Mark Henteman's Border Town, so 
Maybe we'll be talking about that next year. <laughs> no, we won't. What's on the border okay. of? I assume Mexico. Yes, it is Mexico. Seth MacFarlane's executive producer. Damn it. <laughs> I think that just means they give him money. <laughs> doesn't actually do anything. Speaking yeah. of money, how do you guys feel about the uh, finale of Breaking Bad? Great. We did a whole podcast on it. Just See, insert that right now. This will be a five-hour-long party. All right. How do you feel about every episode besides the finale of Breaking Bad? It's fucking intense. It's great. It's a great season. It's like all the shit going down that you were hoping would go down. I'm definitely still sad about Breaking Bad being gone. Like, I feel like there's never going to be anything as good. I mean, I don't know. Eh, that's probably what people say when the Sopranos ended. Yeah, I mean, it. Except they'll they probably were right. I mean, maybe there'll be another show that's uh, just captures, you know, I me mean, in the same way Breaking Bad did. But I don't know. It's just it's something special with the performances and the uniqueness and the visual quality, you know, the creativity and just how cinematic it was. I mean, and and a high and a you know high good concept. It'll be missed, probably. I wonder what's gonna be like for future generations, like. It's probably going to be pretty easy to spoil that. I don't know. Well, but future generations are just going to watch it in a weekend anyway. Move on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or they just won't care. Future generations always care. Huh? That's what we always about... talk about MASH all the time. <laughs> yeah, Breaking Bad was good. And, uh... I don't know. I guess we're going to have to find something to complain about or just move it to number one right now. Uh, <laughs> how do you guys feel about Brooklyn Nine-Nine? New show. It's good. Go on, Nancy. It's good. Go on, it's Nancy. Good. Come on. <laughs> Go on. Sell it, sell it to me for someone who hasn't actually sat down and watched it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you, oh. retarded? Basically, like... I was just worried that Andy Samberg is going to be unbearable. But he's great. I like him. I like the whole cast. I don't know if he's great, but I mean, he's, he's like fine. pretty good. Yeah, yeah pretty he good. doesn't I mean, take away I from guess the from, show. He's great in the sense that I thought I would hate him. So <laughs> to be to be pretty good, that's that's great. That's high praise. <laughs> I didn't hate him. He's fine and... And I, I mean, I don't know any, I can't even remember any of the characters' names or the actors' names, so. No, Terry Crews is easy to remember. Oh, yeah. Because Terry his name's Cruz. Terry. Yeah, in the show. But it's, it's just, it's solid every week. I feel like the, the, the ensemble was good almost right away. And, yeah. And that was something I was super psyched about because I was just, I thought it was going to get canceled immediately. <laughs> What's interesting to me about Brooklyn Nine-Nine is it's almost two shows, you know? It's it's like an ensemble show, but then it's also like a buddy cop show when they just narrow it down to Andy Samberg and Andre Brower's characters. And um, there's there are a few episodes in this first half of the season that have played on that really well, like the Christmas episode. 
where they basically let everyone else hang out and get up to hijinks. And then they tied uh, Andy Samberg and Andre Brower to each other. Literally, in this case. Yeah. And it, uh, it, it's really fun, because somewhere along the line, Andre Brower has mastered the art of, like, being disappointed with people around him. And it's so funny to watch him react to zany hijinks. Uh, but at the same time, it's fun to watch, you know, Terry Crews and Chelsea Peretti, like, belong to a different reality and do bizarre things. I love Chelsea Peretti. She's hilarious. I, lo- I love the scene where they're in the, in the shooting range, and she's like, oh, yeah, show me how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think with her, it's always got to go back to when they're, like, trying to get the, the kids to sign up to be like informants or something. She yeah. tries to win them over with a hilarious dance. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, with a comedy show, it's it's all about having a, a cast of likable characters you want to spend time with. And I feel like they're pretty much there in like the, I don't know, 10 episodes we've seen so far. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good sign. Now all I have to do is not get canceled. Mm-hmm. Which, historically, I remember being a challenge on Fox. I just hate that. You know, Tuesday nights my my comedy show now, uh, or comedy night, I suppose, because I gotta watch uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine and New Girl. But God, I just gotta watch like the last three minutes of Dad's. Whenever I tuned in a little early, watched a little bit tonight. I tried to pay as little attention as possible, but it's just so bad. Anyways, Game of Thrones? How's the dynamic on dads these days? Is it still they're moving in together? Or has that changed? What do you mean? I think they all just live together with, with the dads. And the dads are like poor and they say like wacky things that are I don't know, racist, I guess. I don't pay that close of attention. So, so it's like shit my dad says that the crappy William Shatner version times two. Yeah, except with Martin Mullen Peter Riegert. Uh yeah. I don't know. Cool. So Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. It's Nancy singing the theme song. <laughs> Done by Run DMC. <laughs> Things are starting to look uh, pretty rough over in uh, in Westeros. And... No one's safe. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So like everyone died this season? Was no, there's definitely... An incident, though, that, you know, took out some people. That was pretty dramatic. I know. Sort of. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the internet. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, of course, <laughs> we wouldn't put this up there if it was just, the you know, one shocking episode. Um, I'd say there are a bunch of, of fun stories to follow this season. Uh, probably the most fun or at least the most interesting to watch is, has has been uh, Jamie and Brienne of Tarth as they make their journey to King's Landing 
I, I enjoyed that part a lot. That's definitely been my, my that was definitely my favorite part of last uh, season. And probably the most shocking thing to me that happened last season is when, you know, Jamie Lannister chop chop. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Chop, that chop. was uh, I you can't circumcised. It. No, but someone else did harm, uh, get their penis chopped done. off if that's what you're I guess that's for. more of a snip snip, not a chop chop. But it someone, can be a, it can definitely be a chop chop. Colin, let there be no <laughs> doubt. There is yeah. a scene in the show where someone gets his penis cut off and is a <laughs> major character. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it's yeah, just me, but I was just saying it seems like a more like violent scene. At least not even a more violent season, but I don't know, it definitely stands out in my mind. It's especially graphic. Oh, yeah. It was a it was it always really is. dark. Uh, I mean, did anything work out for anybody? Um, the answer is yes, but... Uh, <laughs> Most of the I remember. I remember more Daenerys. than I'm letting on. I just. I don't want to spoil anything because I feel like this is definitely a show that I feel like people would like if they gave it a chance. I just feel like it's hard to get over that hump of like, oh, it's like Lord of the Rings shit. It's not. But it's it's not. I mean, it's just really good characters. It just happens to be set in a medieval setting. Speaking of great moments, though, John, remember when Daenerys is making a deal with the trade, the the slave guys. Mm-hmm. That's that was like my favorite part of the uh, whole yeah. show. Oh, that was that was oh, that stuff so awesome. Remember the bear fight? Hell yeah, the bear fight, featuring a song by the, the whole bear fight. Okay. <laughs> was that during the bear fight? No, that was the credits of that episode. Because uh, that would have been see would have been so much better if he's fighting a bear than the old steady. <laughs> That's like a show there. I think this was also the season that had that song by the National. Mm. But I mean, talk about we. You know, I was saying Breaking Bad and how it was cinematic. Like this, I can't think of any other show that even like equals Game of Thrones in its scale and like what it does for television. That alone makes it, you know, something to watch. Just looking at it, it's, it looks so huge, huge cast of characters, and the effects. I mean, they're pretty good. Even you know the little. Yeah, I mean, usually CG in any form is bad on TV, but I feel like Game of Thrones, it's it's acceptable and it works. The, the, the little that they do use. They've also really gotten over the, like, I don't know if it was just like a lack of faith in the material or just they thought it was too dry for just exposition, but there's a lot less nudity this season. There's a lot more, like, just good plot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they don't need the, the sex sex position or whatever it was called um, <laughs> which also is probably why the show seems even darker uh, than it ever did before uh, but I, I'm really having fun with Game of Thrones and I'm at this point the only thing I'm concerned about is that they'll have to slow it down a lot or start making up their own ending if more books don't start coming out yeah yeah well, who knows? speaking of uh, sad things that happened. One last shout out for happy endings. Uh, we might as well just start our own happy endings <laughs> memorial podcast offshoot at this point. We just seem to be talking about it so much on this one. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I watched some stuff from happy endings on YouTube again and it made me laugh still. So I miss it. And Yeah, I was watching a bunch of episodes. Uh, on New Year's Day, they had a marathon of like the entire show on VH1 for some reason. I don't know if they're going to start 
showing reruns on there, but you know, maybe maybe some people finally get turned on to it through those. It's too bad. Um, I think TBS could add a lot of fun with happy endings. <laughs> it is weird because there aren't that many episodes. Only like fifty episodes. Yeah. I think TBS needs more for their epic marathons of Big Bang Theory other shows but I liked it I guess is this one should we bump this one because we talked about it too much we talked about it too we Stop. like it too we much we like it too much <laughs> uh, I don't know I'll leave it on there for now just, just leave it on for now um so last summer when they revealed uh, after the after the final episode of How I Met Your Mother last season, um, so yeah, last summer, I said to myself, all right, so the mother's finally going to join the cast, and she'll be a main character for a whole season, and it'll be great, because we'll get to know her and fall in love with her. And then uh, they announced that the final season of How I Met Your Mother was going to take place over a weekend. It was going to be a full, you know, like 22 episodes covering about 48 hours of material. And I was like, oh shit. This is either going to be the worst thing I've ever seen on television or it's going to be some genius level entertainment. Because, I mean, it's a comedy show. It relies on people interacting with each other and how much could they possibly do in one weekend um but i guess what i was neglecting to recognize was that this is this, so this is how i met your mother yeah, which <laughs> is all about flashbacks flashbacks and and, and non-linear storytelling and uh the unreliable narrator to some extent um but i've been really enjoying this final season of how i met your mother i feel like it's been a pretty fun uh both set up to ted's future as well as kind of a, a fond farewell to a lot of what made the show good yeah me too I, I didn't think I'd still be able to enjoy the show that much since the last few seasons have been kind of okay but uh, they're finishing strong I like it I just can't wait till uh, Ted suffers some horrible accident that makes him talk like Bob Saget <laughs> I, I can't wait until he gets his girlfriend knocked up on the second date. No, that'll be like, like he'll have a horrible, he'll have a horrible accident that plastic surgery turns him into Bob's. <laughs> uh, that'll be like the last shot of the show. They'll like unwrap the bandages from his head, and he'll be Bob Saget. And then the America's Funniest Home Video theme song just starts playing. And that's the end. What, like they pulled one over on us? I guess. <laughs> Not really sure what they're trying to do with that. Anyway, I can't wait till my kids are old enough. I can tell them about this this show. That'll take a long time. <laughs> yep. Gone. Tonight is the season premiere of uh, of a Justified, and I'm missing it. For now. Yeah, me too. Kind of sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, this last season was fucking sweet. Yeah, 
that's basically where I was going with this. <laughs> uh, I would say that that turned out to be my favorite season of Justified, you know, since the second season. Which I still think they're probably not going to do another one as good as the second season. Uh, maybe not. But, yeah, this, this one was cool just because the third season seemed like they kind of just followed the same formula as the second season where you bring in another... I guess big bad guy to, to stir some shit up and then Raylan's just gotta fucking take care of business but this one you know turned into like a mystery caper sort of thing and of course also brought uh, Raylan and Boyd you know back together and by back together I mean they're trying to totally fuck each other up yeah they are also Pat yeah. They used to be friends, and now they really hate each other a lot. Yeah, it's great. Is there going to be any sweet guest stars this season? This season? Mm-hmm. Does Will Where, Sasso sound good to you? <laughs> sounds great. Does Michael Rapaport sound good to you? Sounds pretty good. Maybe Patton Oswald will return. I hope so. It was such a great part always, of this last I've always wanted to watch Justified. I'm, I'm really waiting for it to show up on Netflix because I feel like they have a bunch of FX shows on Netflix. So it's like, like it's got to happen someday, right? Hopefully. I, mean, I, I do plan on watching it someday because you guys, whenever you talk about it, you're just like, so badass. <laughs> well, it, it is like one of the few shows that's like really awesome and entertaining, but also like pretty smart too. It's not a just dumb action like these characters are super witty and the dialogue's really fun to listen to it's just yeah and it's, it's just it's not yeah, afraid to fuck with the status quo either like sometimes it does it a little too much uh which makes it fun to watch as a tv show because i mean when you look at agents of shield it's just like the same damn thing every week who gives a fuck <laughs> I saw Agents of Shield. I saw Defiance this year. You guys remember Defiance? You, you kept talking about it because it was so incredible because it was a transmedia <laughs> event or whatever the hell you called it. Yeah, well, the thing with Defiance was it should have been just the worst thing ever, but it wasn't. Justified, okay. on the other hand, it has to be real good. I'm telling you, FX, that's the network. I feel like we're all watching a bunch of sh- different shows on it. This is like the fourth show we've talked about that's on yeah, FX. But how many of them are on FXX now? Any of them? No, none of them are. <laughs> <laughs> and then next year, I'm super stoked for The Strain, Guillermo del Toro's show. It's, it starts this summer. I bought on that FX. book. It's awesome. I'm so excited. It stars the guy who played Ernest Hemingway in uh, Midnight in Paris. That guy's Ooh. sweet. And and John Hurt. That guy is sweet. <laughs> it just I feel like that show has the potential to be like, like Walking Dead, but I don't know, a little more interesting. Because it's techno vampires. Because it's got like mythology and shit. Yeah, it's just like I feel like there's way more going on. Techno vampires. So let's hope that's good. FX has the movies. And the TV, apparently. Most of the movies they show are very good. You guys still like Key and Peele? Oh, yeah. 
I just never know when it's on. <laughs> I think it's always on at the same time. 10.30 on Wednesdays. Okay. Yeah, it seems okay. Not anymore. Do I hear some booze? Maisie doesn't like Key and Peele. I still I think it's a little I, overrated. I never laugh, like, ever. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it varies on a sketch-by-sketch sketch basis. I feel like all sketch shows have their hits and misses, but it definitely has the hits. They're there. So I don't know what to tell you. Like I, one time I spent, like, an hour on YouTube just watching sketches, and I was like, oh, this, this is okay. Not that good. Well, maybe it's not for you. That's okay, man. Maybe it happens. I don't know if any of the things I saw this year were actually from this year. I never. <laughs> like I saw oh, something that was pretty good. Where was I? I don't even remember. Yeah, about it was like a pawn shop, and he was going in to buy a bunch of. Well, he's like a homeless guy asking if he had certain things. Was that recent? Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Was that this last season? Where does that go? <laughs> he keeps asking for all these ridiculous items as if he's going to like use them to break into a, like a bank. Yeah, 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 that was this year. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Like, that was hilarious. Like he's asking all these bizarre questions about what you know these these things could do, and he wanted to like wear a suit of armor instead of a bulletproof vest. And he has, he wanted to have a zip line and to go through like glass. And then he'd be on roller skates and they couldn't shoot at him because he'd be wearing a suit of armor. And he had like a crossbow. <laughs> it, was, it was great. No, I, I, I mean, I like it. I just, yeah. Uh, I need to watch it more regularly, I guess. I just think it's, it's really funny. Um, sketch comedy uh, which is combined with like surprisingly good production values mm -hmm. kind of like yeah. a, you know kind of like a space type deal where like it's really off the wall but then because it's shot in the style of the thing that they're mocking it gets that extra element of, uh, of comedy uh, that, that makes it really work and I don't really watch much sketch comedy anymore but uh, whatever, man. These guys get it done. Mm, didn't didn't have as much uh, Obama and his anger translator, but it did have a lot more meta world news. <laughs> yeah, which uh, <laughs> was very strange, but I, I was a fan of. Yeah, it's interesting. Like... They they grew. I mean, because I feel like so much of. Can't feel happens so fast with like two seasons in one year. Um, mm -hmm. Did they had like that Obama thing was just like the first popular thing they had, so they really hammered that home. Um, and then with all the time off they had between the, the first two seasons and this third one, they got they had enough time to like look at all the other sketches that people liked. And so like basically all the names of characters in this season come from like the East West Bowl or. Um, the substitute teacher uh, sketch. Like, how many times was there a character named like Jaqualin instead of Jacqueline or Ozimataz or Buckshank or whatever? 
don't know. I guess we could like list a bunch of good sketches, but mm-hmm. it's, it's the two that stick out for me is the stand-up comedy guy doing his bit in front of a guy who's like a bird victim with a robot voice. <laughs> that one's really good. Also, the Continental Breakfast one, like oh, from the Halloween episode. Yeah, I remember. When, I remember laughing really hard when I saw their little shining homage that ends it. That was just the capper. To, it's a really weird sketch. That that uh, the first episode you referenced, the one with the uh, the insult comic. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of the best, maybe the best like episode of the show as far as uh, like sketches, all in the same episode because that also had like. Uh, Mr. T's life lessons, which was, it was like little kids like trying to sell each other drugs, but then they would just like also make fun of each other's names, and then Mr. T would come out and be like, "Don't make fun of people for having funny names. Mr. T's a totally acceptable name." Uh, and and that was really funny because uh, he like breaks down and cries at the end, and seeing Mr. T cries, it's just one of the simple pleasures in life that everyone should be allowed to enjoy. I like so if you ever see Mr. T in real life scold him like a child <laughs> just make fun just, of his haircut just... and his name and the fact that he wears a lot of jewelry mm-hmm. All right. so uh, on a yeah. more uh, serious note let's talk about Mad Men Nancy? I think he left. Just giving him a pregnant pause. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Just, I don't like Sean's attitude. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll turn over to John then. (laughs) Mad Men, I feel like last season of Mad Men was all about Don Draper just breaking down. You know, he's been living a lie so long, and now I feel like he's conflicted with that. It was tough to watch sometimes. But uh, he's gone through an interesting transformation, and I feel like that was what was compelling about last season. I'm struggling remembering other details of other things that happened. Well, there was the funeral, which Don threw up at. (laughs) See, it's all about Don. And his wacky hijinks. Uh Pete Campbell finally got his uh well I guess they didn't get divorced, but they're separated now. So that was rough. Uh Peggy, you know, she thought she could strike out on her own with uh what's that guy's name? You know the new guy? He's like got his shit together, but then he's like done like slowly fucking his life up. You know what I'm talking about? Who? At the end of the season, before this season, Peggy left to go to that new firm, and she like fell in love with her boss over this season. Um, But then, like, he's starting to fall apart because he doesn't like. What's his name? Is is that Ted? Ted Shaw. Sounds right. Ted Shaw. That's right. The pilot. Yeah, pilot on his plane. That's sweet. Yeah, that guy's not going. It's not going so well. It's never going particularly well for anyone. <laughs> Sir Bob Benson. 
the mystery man. And of course, that's like the the great internet meme from this uh, season of Mad Men is uh, when Pete learns that his mom has like died at sea, and he gets in the elevator with Bob. And Bob says, "Hey, how's it going?" And Pete goes, "Not great, Bob." In such a, a funny and angry way that uh, you see that a lot on like Reddit. It's a good gift. Yeah. I'm trying to look it up. It's good. <laughs> I don't know about that guy. He's a tricky one. But yeah, this is the. Uh, it was a season of everyone like going through rough times. Every, I mean, if you want, if you're not getting divorced, then you feel like you don't belong in the workplace, or you're not getting promoted enough, or you're not getting enough respect. Or, you know, everything you thought was true about the world turns out to be a lie. I mean, I feel like it was a dark season and, and it made it a lot harder to watch than the one before it, which teased us a happy Don Draper instead of this one, which flashes back to how horrible his life has always been. Waka waka. Is everyone back? Yeah. Sean's getting emotional. It's a really annoying car out there. You guys hear that? Yeah. I'm sorry. Should be. Aww. Well, I'm not cutting any of this out. Uh, I liked watching Mad Men this year. Like I always do. I don't mind that it is paced slowly. Kind of did this season. I wanted a little more, but it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, going into its last season, even though it'll be broken up into like two seasons, some more shit will go down. Hopefully, hopefully more sideburns. I'm waiting for Don to jump off that building like in the opening credits with the animation. It'll <laughs> probably be the last shot of the show. Do you guys think he'll get his job back? Don Draper. So, yeah. Yeah? Well, I don't know. To make him a secretary, you have to make some <laughs> Yeah. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. I just sounds like really bad bad man fan fiction. Bones like a secretary. <laughs> and then he jumps off a building. Yeah. <laughs> it's really slow. But he like he like hits an ad on the way down. That's what kills him. It's not actually the fault. It's like an ad for that. In the first ever, the first episode for seeing, he's talking about cigarettes, right? Yeah. It's an ad for like those cigarettes. That's right. There you go. So he dies of lung cancer during the fall. <laughs> right before he falls. <laughs> he's at peace before he falls. It's really far. Anyways, I think we can move ahead. Yeah. Now that we've written the ending of Mad Men. Uh, how about Nathan for you? For me? For you. Still good? And? 
why do you guys need all these words from me? Because <laughs> if we don't, then you're not going to say anything. It's fine. Man. Why do you like Ethan for you? Because it's awesome, man. Well, why is it awesome? You put me on the spot like this. I mean, the reason I like, like, the reason I like Nathan for you is it kind of reminds me of, like, almost a, a Sasha Baron Cohen kind of style of humor that's confrontational, but it's also like a social it's, experiment. Yeah, except that's, it's like the opposite, because instead of doing like the most outlandish character, yeah. he's, he's just like the most boring, <laughs> like ordinary guy. Which It's still the same situation, though, of putting himself into like these like awkward... I know, and that's like, yeah. that's like my favorite thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of specific... Well, there was... Like the second to last episode where they made it into like a big event. I, that like was almost the one I magic wasn't, trick. I didn't, I didn't really like. I wasn't. You didn't like the one where he was no. made a robot pull his pants down in front of a bunch of children. It was okay. Like a cops but, watching. It was okay, but that was my probably my least favorite episode. Uh-huh. I just really liked all the parts in that episode where he had to like find the perfect legal phrase to say that. It was like an intentional <laughs> exposure thing. It wasn't just an yeah. accident. It's <laughs> all about the episode also where he hires a... I think this was the last episode where he hires a private eye to find him. I'm more just like that yeah. one because that private eye that he hires like such a dick. He's like... I don't give a shit what Yelp says. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look at you. You're asking me to do this. You're such a loser. You don't have any friends. That's <laughs> like, great. Yeah. But my, my very favorite sort of bit out of the whole show is when he uh, convinces a caricature artist to go like super edgy and make yeah. these really offensive character <laughs> portraits. And everyone's all about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not all about them, but like they don't, <laughs> they don't get upset. Yeah, like the first one's like an Asian guy with like buck teeth and one of those pointy hats, and he's bombing Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this one like super like douchey bro guy, and he draws him <laughs> at the pharmacy buying a big bottle of what says date rape pills on <laughs> the bottle. <laughs> And then there's one where he just draws a guy sucking his own dick. <laughs> and the guy's like, oh, man, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but then he takes it too far when he draws Nathan. And then up in a cloud in heaven, he draws Nathan's grandfather saying, I never really loved him. It's too far. It's just edgy in yeah. the show. It pushes mm-hmm. the limits of what's acceptable, and that's that's the best comedy. It's just too bad no one knows about it, and you know it's Comedy Central's best kept secret. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad it's going to be back. It is for sure going to be back. Yep. When's it going to be back? Do you know? I think it's like April. Yeah, somewhere sounds, around there. Sounds, I think last year it went from like February to April. Yeah, some, something about that. I'd love to watch. Like I, I didn't see all of it. I, I saw only a couple. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like if it, if it was on DVD, I might even pick that up, just because I want to. I want to watch it again. People need to know. Man. 
guys ever watch okay. the Kroll show? A little bit. It, it's okay. I love that Canadian. Yeah, the Canadian thing's thing. the best. What about uh, Amy Schumer's blah, blah, blah? I watched a little bit of it. It's okay. Never saw it. It's fine. It's good background not watching show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. So what I'm hearing is that Comedy Central is like the new FX almost. <laughs> For like rip-off Dave Chappelle shows. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it is just making fun of reality TV now. Which I'm fine with because I don't watch much. But I want to feel like I'm part of, you know, the zeitgeist. Which is why I haven't watched Orange is the New Black yet. What's holding you back, Sean? Just like... I don't want to go to jail. You want to go to jail? I love jail. That's why I watched Oz. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was a combination of that and the fact this is a new show from Jenji Cohan and she oh. weeds. And I watched all that. Uh, so I was like, oh, I could I could go for another quirky kind of show, but it's actually a lot better than Weeds ever was. Uh, the characters are just really strong. It's got a great ensemble cast. For some reason, I've always, the 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 setting of like prison, I've always found really intriguing as like a like a setting for a show. Because then it's like, well, they're all the characters are trapped in one space. They have to work together, or you know, or not work together. So it's real character driven stories and. It's real edgy. Do Jason Biggs action in? What do you mean by real edgy? Oh, just like uh, I don't know if it's really edgy. Maybe not really it's, edgy. It's kind of edgy, but not that edgy. It is more just like, well, like a totally character-driven show. I, I mean, the problem I had with it, like the first few episodes, is, was just that there were so many characters that I was like, you know, I kind of wish they just focus in on the you know those other characters that I liked from the first episode or two instead of I don't know just giving everyone their their uh, spot in the sun but as the show oh, progressed it, I, I, I really liked that approach yeah was it new Arrested Development style where it was like focusing on a specific character every episode kind of yeah usually they'll just focus on like t two or three characters while everyone else will kind of just come in and do their thing but uh yeah, there's a lot of that going around in prison what people doing their thing they gotta do something and I don't know the, the setting of prison doesn't appeal to me as much because it just seems like things are gonna get so heavy when you <laughs> set something in prison but you know, it's a women's prison, so it's not as bad. It, it it's definitely oh, sure that it has, has its lighter. <sighs> it's still, I I do, I still stand by that. It's like it's like kind of edgy. I mean, there's people. There, like, yeah, sex, there are there are some very raw moments, definitely. But uh, it's not just like people getting raped all the time. It's so not like nice. an Oz where one season they just blew up the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, the <laughs> yeah. Sure. 
Maybe maybe the show will just get really dark. I hope not. I like that it's, I mean, it's sort of a dramedy. Ambiguously dark, no. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? I mean, you got to keep the characters in prison somehow. Yep. So, but I look forward to where it will go. And it's awesome. It's on Netflix. You can just watch it at your own leisure. I'm all about it. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, for everyone, that means we're just going to watch it in a week, right? Right. Okay. Sure, I didn't. Took me a while. Yeah. But I don't I don't just blow through shows like you do. I like to take my time. So let's flash back to January of this last year, two thousand thirteen. Uh what's going on at Parks and Rec? Do you remember? It wasn't uh Ben and uh, Ben and Leslie were getting married. That was like the big thing. Yeah. Early on in this year of Parks and Rec. Yeah. So the first half of the season, which was 2012, that was that was uh, Leslie's like getting used to being a city councilwoman. And then uh, mm-hmm. the the latter half of that season this year, last year, <laughs> was. Uh, was the the wedding, and then of course, um, it led all to, all up to the the recall, right? Which is where the first half of this season, what, which we got in 2013, uh, focused on on the whole recall thing. But I don't want to undersell the 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 back half of last season because I think um, the wedding episode was one of the best in the show. Uh, as well as uh, Jerry's retirement was one of my favorite episodes of the whole show's run. I like Ron getting married. It's pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. And uh, you know, I guess I guess the trick with Parks and Recreation is is like keeping it in its setting. I mean, with Leslie wanting to expand her career so much and so maybe her getting recalled is kind of the necessary thing to have happen this season but it's been kind of a bummer to watch because she's such a character you want to root for how'd you guys be, like feel about that whole arc not that it's complete yet I don't think maybe pending agreed <laughs> We're all pending. <laughs> so it's, you guys are just out of things to say about Parks and Rec? I think so. Talk about it all the time. It's like, at this point, I just like it a lot. I've always liked it a lot. I, there hasn't been a super noticeable dip in quality. Um, I think it kind of is at the point where it's kind of easy to take it for granted. The controversial thing... Been, it's been pretty. It's been pretty solid. Because I mean, what's, what's the controversial? You you bring up the dip in quality. I think the controversial thing of last season and this season has been Councilman Jam. How do you feel about big the jam? fan? I yeah, I really like Councilman Jam. <laughs> He's just so goofy, 
<laughs> My favorite thing is when they go to his house and he's got like that Michelle Wee Photoshop. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I made it myself. <laughs> Me and my friend from work, my old work, always joke about that. Like today, today, like I pulled a prank on him, and he's like, "Oh man, I just got jammed so hard." <laughs> well, all right then, nothing to complain about there. I guess we can't bump it, but we gotta start bumping something. What do you guys think? Yeah. <laughs> I met your mother. Okay. I guess I could. Yeah. Two more. Uh, happy endings, cause like it's not good. It got canceled. <laughs> yeah. It got canceled. It's not good. Wonder that logic. Uh. <laughs> I can do that, Archer. <gasps> Since we didn't remember. Okay, Nancy, it. tell me what the season finale was of Archer, and I won't bump it. Uh, was it like they were in a submarine, and he? God damn it, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, isn't Lana pregnant? Maybe. Spoiler. <laughs> Maybe I didn't say she was. All right, all right. Spoiler all right. pending. It's <laughs> like whatever. I don't care. Do your worst. <laughs> Nancy, you haven't watched a lot of these shows. I don't know how you guys have time to watch those TV. We got kids lacking full-time like employment. TV. Whose kids are you feeding? <laughs> My parents' kids at the moment. Oh, yeah. Your siblings. <laughs> They've been doing it for like two weeks, but... Uh... Is is Key and Peele really top ten good? No. I mean, it's, a... it's good. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess I could bump it because, like, some of you guys, and just you don't respond to it that well. It, it got on here last year. Um, it's moment in the sun. <laughs> is, is, is this it? Is this 10? This isn't 10. This is like 12, right? 11. 11. Ooh. I mean, we could also maybe do that Brooklyn Nine-Nine because it's so new. Which isn't that great of reasoning, but yeah. I can't about Bob's Burgers. It's good. I'm confused. Who's the one who's who's totally into it? Is that you, Sean? I guess. Sean, I like okay. it quite you a bit guess? too. I mean, I like it. <laughs> I just like I didn't get like who like put it on there. Who like who's like the the big fan? Like I like it fine. I was really about it when I marathoned all of it, and then I was like pretty about it when I watch it new. I guess I'll Is it on it. Netflix? Yeah. Yeah. Or it was. Should still be there. Well, we gotta put them in some sort of order now. So, Archer, Tam. 
Okay. Um, how high is Parks and Rec going to go, given that we all love it, but we all seem to have nothing to say about it anymore? Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, I don't see it going as high as it's gone in past years. But... Is it better? Was it better? Was this year better than Brooklyn Nine Nine? Because I know aren't they kind of similar? Um, yeah, they are very similar. So, which one would you would you put ahead? I don't know. It's hard to say that because, like, I feel like I only watch a Parks and Rec every like two months. I feel like I haven't even got any. I know. Doesn't it seem like the episodes are super spaced out? <laughs> Because NBC is just trying to sink it at this point. Yeah. I would say Parks and Rec is still Is this an unanswerable question? Okay, the Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You'd say what? Brooklyn Nine-Nine is new and exciting, but Parks and Rec, like you said, Colin, it has not really dipped that much. Like I would say yeah. whatever dip there was happened probably after season three, and it's maintained since. This is season six we're on now. I think, I think it's just as funny as ever. And it's it's still willing to I mean, I push could use... its characters forward and change and not stay the same. It's like, always yeah. nice in a sitcom. It's like, could I use a little more Mark Brand Yeah, Yeah, I could. But, you know, you just got to move forward. Yeah. That's, that's what the show does. It's like a dick. It's optimistic. I, I like optimism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. But are those two going to be our nine and eight, or is there something else going down there? No. Could put happy endings down there. Just because we like it too much. We're just giving it a penalty. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make much sense, but. Uh... It's just nice that it could make a list before, before it's end. Yeah, unlike The Office. Yeah. I'm gonna put Brooklyn Nine Nine at nine because that's like what it has nine in its name, and then I'm gonna put Parks and Rec <laughs> above it because we just had that conversation. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I'm looking at you, Nathan. Or yeah. Mad Men. Sounds good to me. <laughs> looking at one of them. Good. This point, okay, uh, you want to go the like... other way? Put Breaking Bad at number one and work our way down. <laughs> yeah, we could. Oh, Breaking Bad was so good. Is anyone going to make a case against Breaking Bad being number one? Oh no way. Mm. I can't. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. All right. So right now, Game of Thrones is going to be number two. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's for nerds. 
don't know. I just said I haven't had any options. Nerds with, uh, like, money. <laughs> so he's like, people are automatically cool if they have money. That's true. What I was trying to say. I guess because it's on premium cable, but like no one really watches you gotta, it on premium cable. You gotta pay for the. Alright, <laughs> guys, think about 2013. Think about what it meant to you as someone who watches TV. Okay. <laughs> for me, I think I'm gonna remember it for happy endings at this point because it just keeps goddamn coming up. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Now Breaking Bad's already on the list. You guys are literally the only two people I know. I know. That's why it got canceled. You're hanging out with the wrong people. (laughs) You guys? (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. You can put it wherever. It doesn't matter to me. I can put it. This doesn't mean as much to me. Yeah. What else? I guess Justified. It was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, that would be number two for me. I really enjoyed it. You could put that too in Game of Thrones 3. Unless right. you guys have. Right. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know about you, Colin, but I feel like Orange is the New Black is pretty high for me. Yeah, no, no, it was for me too. I, is it so, really enjoyed I mean, it, it would be for me. All right. Yeah, okay. At number four. And then after this, I don't care. All right. Happy ending is number five? Yeah, top five it. Yeah. Now for the ultimate showdown, Mad Men versus Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Comes to this again. I mean, we like Mad Men, though. Hearing you guys talk so enthusiastically about Nathan for you. You go with me, man. But I mean, Nathan, for you, is only like eight episodes. I mean, Mad Men had yeah. at least like two or three more episodes than that. Mm-hmm. That was an hour long, so it's like twice as long. Mad Men kind of makes you sad. Nathan, for you, like, kind of makes you glad. Mad Men is like really artistic and carefully written. Nathan, for you, relies on improvising with, like, real people and, and probably some actors mixed in there. I don't know. I can't say to really understand how the production works for a show like that. Uh, put Mad Men in just because of the production value. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it looks nice. <laughs> and the acting. No, yeah, yeah. Do a good job, but whatever <laughs> it is. You have it. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with this list. All right. Our very carefully crafted top 10 TV shows of 2013. Number 10, Archer. Number 9, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Number 8, Parks and Recreation. Number 7, Nathan for You. Number 6, Mad Men. Number five, Happy Endings, the last time it will ever be mentioned on Top 10 Thursdays. Uh, number four, Orange is the New Black. Number three, Game of Thrones. Number two, Justified. And number one, Breaking Bad. Nancy, take us out! What? Take us out. Have a drive safe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. 
like say the thing Sean says. Oh, I don't know all those words. Wrap it up. And, uh, well, you know, we got a website, mildlyplease.com. You know, go there. We got one new fan. You could drive there. You could drive Safely. there. Drive safe. Don't drink and drive. Um, we got a new fan. He's pretty cool. He, he likes uh, likes giving sweet reviews. Um, good for him. Thanks for checking us out. Um, what else we got? We got that's pretty much all we got. You want to drop us a line at uh, t three at mildlyplease.com, right, Sean? That's right. Yeah, uh, you can let us know what maybe some topics you want to hear in the future, and uh, we'd really appreciate it. Maybe uh, review us on iTunes. Maybe that'd be great. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, have a good night, or whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs>